This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Hello Rabotai, this week is Parashat Vayechi and there are some of the most critical Orachim HaKadosh on this week's parasha. I think in previous years, if you look in Torah Anytime, you'll see that we spoke about why a person doesn't live till 800 years like he used to. Why a person feels weaker as he gets older. Why doesn't, he, uh, why doesn't he have the same strength? Why isn't he as sharp? The Ura Chaim HaKadosh deals with these critical questions. But that was last year. And this year, I want to continue on one of the Ura Chaim HaKadosh on this week's parasha and lessons about family dynamics. That's what I want to speak about today. When we see there's a closure between all the brothers and uh, Yosef HaTzadik asking uh, Yaakov Avinu to bless his children. So it says the following in the, in the parasha. Vayad Yisrael et b'nei Yosef vayomer mi ele. Yisrael sees the children of Yosef and he says, who are these? Why does it say Yisrael over here and not Yaakov? So that you have to look also at the beginning of the Orachim HaKadosh. There's a whole long explanation when we say Yisrael and when we say Yaakov. And Yisrael is used whenever Yaakov Avinu is in an exalted state or his children are in an exalted state. The Neshama Yeteira comes when a person's in an exalted state and when he has Menucha. And then, he, then he's called Yisrael. So he's about to bless his children. So he says, Mi Eve, who are these? So Rashi says his vision but uh, could you uh, uh, Rashi says he saw a vision that they weren't eventually going to have tzaddikim that come out of it but says the Rachim HaKadosh what does it mean according to according to Pshat Pashut what does that mean that he asked me Eli so you're going to tell me because he was blind I mean he was studying with them for 17 years Ephraim and Menashe how did he not recognize them so maybe what Yaakov wanted to do was to arouse the love of a father on a child before he gives them a bracha. So when he tells Yosef, oh, who are these children? Yosef says, they're mine. Oh, they're mine. And he, he feels a connection. He, 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 like, like hearing compliments about yourself type of thing, right? He says, oh, tell that to me again, how, how good my shear was. Oh, oh thank you. And he, so over here as well, Yosef, uh, Yosef told him, they're my children. And when Yaakov heard that, he got hit orerut. I'm going to have mercy on them. So he was being meorer this uh, this uh, this feeling in order to give a bracha. But then continues the pasuk, and it says. Vayomer Yosef el Aviv, Banayhem Asher Natan li Elohim Baze. These are my children that God gave them to me, Baze. Now, he used the name of Elohim, not of Yud Kevav, okay? And he said the word Baze. What does the word Baze mean? So, the Orachim says the following The derech of the Tzadikim is that when they mention the good that came to them, they give a covet to Hashem. They always mention, Hashem gave me 
Hashem gave me, Hashem gave me. That's the derech of the tzaddikim, right? Hayaladim ashechanan lukim bazeh. But what does it mean bazeh? With this. So Rashi says he showed them their ketubah. Look, there was a kosher marriage and therefore, uh, therefore don't blame me that Rishayim came out. We had proper marriage over here. But says the Orachim Makadosh that he was coming to be Meramiz, that Yosef HaTzadik was eventually, he was supposed to have 12 children. 12 Shvatim were supposed to come out of, ya, of Yosef HaTzadik. What happened? Through the Ma'aseh with Eshet Potifar, he held himself back and, and, and semen came out of the 10 fingers. Right? And because of him holding back, but still there was some type of Pagam, so those tell ten children weren't born right away. Now some people say other things, maybe they're born through Binyamin or whatever else, but they weren't born through Yaakov, uh, uh, through Yosef HaTzadik. And he had two children that were born, which was Ephraim and Menashe. So ya- Yosef is saying, Baze, Zez Gematria, twelve. I was supposed to really have twelve. But here I have them Baze instead. And that's why he said Elohim, because I got a judgment against me. Elohim is a judgment. Banai Elohim, Asher, Asher, Hanani Elohim, Banai Him, Asher, Hanani Elohim, Baze. Hashem judged me, and He gave me, instead of the twelve, He gave me only, only, only two. I asked the urologist how that works exactly, that you could have semen coming out of the fingers. No logical explanation. It's a, that's a Kabbalistic explanation you have to understand, which I don't understand it, but that's what it says in Chazal. Now, let's, uh, th- let's think about it. Really, the, in, in the Orach HaKadosh says in the previous parasha, the, when it says, Eli Toldot Yaakov Yosef, that these are the offsprings of Yaakov Yosef, that means Yosef was really the Hemshech of Yaakov. Why doesn't it say that? All of the children. But the Orachim HaKadosh says, because Yaakov saw the continuation of the legacy was going to go through Yosef. And that's why Yosef was going to have the Shvatim. And that's why he gave the Ketonet Pasim, he gave the colored garment to Yosef. And that caused a lot of family dynamics and politics until there was reconciliation at the end. Many times, parents make this mistake of having a favorite and that makes huge problems. Not only that, they leave in their will more to one child instead of the other child and that causes huge problems. Not only that, sometimes they leave the will ambiguous and that causes huge problems. So parents have to have the foresight to prevent machloket even when they're not going to be away to split things equally without causing any jealousy whatsoever. Because unfortunately, family politics can happen because of the stupidest things. Dayanim will tell you because of socks and because of inconsequential objects that people not lacking money uh, fight about. There could be huge splits in families. I will tell you a story that I read recently in one of the magazines, Jewish magazines, about a family that <clears throat> the 
three boys were in the family. We'll call them Ruven, Shimon, and Yehuda. Ruven, Shimon, and Yehuda had a father who was a Holocaust survivor. True story. He was older. Mother passed away already. And the sons got together to discuss how are they going to deal with their elderly father now. So they had a meeting. Ruven said that he wanted the father to be by him because he's able to take care of the fa- his father the most. He's right next to Shul and uh, he doesn't have the money to build an extra annex in his apartment and take care of the caregivers, but uh, maybe the other brothers will chip in. Shimon said, I have, Baruch Hashem, enough means that I'll take care of my father. I'll build, I'll build the extension on the house at my cost and I will provide with the caregivers. Yehuda wasn't so happy and he was kind of hinting, well, you're going to have your, my father under your wing and you'll convince him for the will. He didn't speak it out, but he was kind of hinting that. But uh, Shimon won because he was going to take all the expenses with him. And that's what happened. And for a, for, for a few years, the father lived and his dementia got worse and eventually passed away. When they, when they get called to the lawyer's office to split the inheritance, the father Baruch Hashem did well. He had, uh, he had a steel business that was successful that, sh- that, um, that Yehuda took over. And Yehuda was managing the steel business. And he also had a lot of money in the bank and investments. He had money in the bank because he had a Holocaust mentality because you never know when you're going to need money available in order to run. We thought he's crazy, but now we don't think he's crazy so much. And when they sat down by the lawyer's office, all of a sudden, uh, one brother was claiming that he should gain more because he developed the uh, steel company more, so he should gain more out of the steel company. And even though the other brother said, well, it's not so simple that he did it, did some more, but whatever. So they had a next meeting. And Ruvain shows up to the meeting and he sees all of a sudden that Shimon and Yehuda have lawyers with them. It's not so simple anymore. So Yehuda is claiming that he gets a bigger portion. Shimon is claiming that even though he absorbed the father on his own cost, he wants that money back because his not business is not doing well so much. And Ruvain is like, okay, I have to bring a lawyer in as well. And... By the time they finish all the reconciliation, Yehuda's lawyer wins that he gets a bigger portion. Uh, Shimon gets his money back because he sued. And all three brothers are not speaking. To a point that Yehuda has a grandchild, Reuven and Shimon are not invited to the Brit Milah, although they wouldn't have came, even uh, even if they would have been invited. And the brothers don't speak anymore. So one day, Reuven gets a phone call from the uh, storage warehouse where they put all of the father's belongings in the storage and he to pay rent or to go through it, and he goes there. And as he's moving the boxes, a heavy box falls and out comes out a brass menorah. And Reuven sees it and picks up the brass menorah and just starts crying. Why does he cry? Because he remembers what his father told him about the brass menorah, that it was his father's 
menorah. And his father, when he was escaping Russia, didn't take his money necessarily. He took his talit, his tefillin, and his menorah. And he told his son, because in life, this is what matters. Not money, but Torah uh, mitzvot. And getting along. And he remembers the father saying this by the menorah. <clears throat> how people always have to remember about family ahdut. And he took the brass menorah, Ruving took the brass menorah, sat down on the floor and started crying and crying because he saw how far they strayed from what their father really wanted. He took a picture of the menorah and sent it to his brothers. Within 10 minutes they were there and they all hugged each other and cried and reconciled and understood that sometimes it doesn't matter what the fight is about, but it causes so much family strife, it's just not worth it. And you know, when we read this Parashat Vayechi and we're confronted with family dynamics and how everything got split for good reasons, the brother felt that Yosef deserved to die and Yosef felt that he had to carry out his nevuah. Everything worked out at the end. But you have to have in mind that nothing is, nothing is really quite worth it if it's going to destroy families. That's the lesson we learned from Parashat Vayechi, that we should only uh, promote shalom and remember that we should put the focus of the more, more important things in life. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.